Welcome to episode 73 of the Travel and Adventure Photography School podcast. As always, I'm your host, Robert Massey, and as always, thank you so much for listening today. I am truly stoked that you are taking some time to improve your photography. I know we're all busy, busy people, so thanks for choosing to be here with me. This podcast is part of the educational arm of my photography business, Robert Massey Photography. We focus on crafting beautiful images in the great outdoors, and we sell a variety of prints of mountains, lakes, Calgary, Banff, and places beyond. You can check out all the photos we have available, along with the show notes for this episode, on robertmasseyphotography.ca. Now let's get on with the show. I have spent most of my adult life traveling places with my camera, on planes, buses, my own two feet, and I've learned a thing or two about what I need and what I don't need in my travel kit to help me create photos. Some of these things were obvious once I'd left them behind once, and some not so much. But after a lot of trial and error, I've landed on a few items that I will not travel without having in my camera kit. I'm not saying I'm right, and this is by no means an exhaustive list, but for people wondering, this is a great place to start building out your travel photography kit. I won't get into what lenses you need or anything like that. We've talked about that plenty. You can go check out episode 17 of this podcast for a specific look at what camera equipment I think travel photographers need. And this is totally subjective to how you shoot and how I shoot. So this episode is all about the other things that every travel photographer should really have, at least in my opinion. All right, let's just get right into them. Number one, a collapsible water bottle. I love my one liter Nalgene in day-to-day life. It's tough, the perfect size, and I take it everywhere with me. But when you're traveling for an extended period, they get big and cumbersome, and those Nalgene's take up a lot of valuable space in that carry-on bag. My solution to that? A good collapsible water bottle that you can refill no matter where you are. Now, specifics here. I hate those flat, collapsible water bottles with no structure to them that crinkle and crack and are just utterly horrible. When my water bottle has liquid in it, I need it to be able to stand on its own and have some structure when you are drinking from it. Just a little bit of structure. I also want it to be at least one liter so I can carry enough water with me to feel hydrated throughout a good chunk of my day. Now, when you are looking for your collapsible water bottle, here are the things you should consider. Size, material, collapsed size, and if it is dishwasher safe. My personal favorite is the Hydropack Stash 1 liter. I've used this water bottle for trips all through Canada, Europe, and Africa. It has a wide mouth top, meaning it's compatible with most water filtration systems, has a hard bottom so it stands on its own, and can take both hot and cold liquids. Not boiling though, that's how I ruined one of them. The bottle also collapses down to less than a quarter of its filled size and can easily be stashed in a side pocket while not in use or while you're just going through security. Now, one of my big complaints is actually going through security with this water bottle. As the residual water inside and the strange size and shape that make it not look like a water bottle when it's all condensed will typically mean security wants you to pop the bottle open and show them that it's a water bottle. Fair enough. Now, if you're rushed heading into the airport with this specific stash one liter water bottle or any of the ones that fold up tight and collapse, I'd suggest you pop it open and have it ready to show the guards when they ask. But for the size it turns into, the weight savings you get, and the fact you can get a one liter water bottle down to about a quarter of the size it is filled, it's absolutely spectacular and so worth having in your bag. So add a collapsible one liter water bottle to your kit. 
Now, number two, a lithium-ion rechargeable power bank. Every single photographer should be traveling with a rechargeable power bank. It's a necessity today. You can recharge your phone, smartwatch, headlamp, GoPro, and for some of you who are using mirrorless cameras, keep your camera going all day long. It's because today, most new cameras can be charged via USB-C, meaning a rechargeable battery pack can charge your camera. How friggin' cool is that? I absolutely love that we can do that now, and this limits the concern around batteries running low. You still want to carry a few extra batteries because this takes a while and is a bit cumbersome, but this is a great secondary option to be able to charge on the go. Now, you will want a power bank that holds at least 10,000 milliamp hours and has a USB-C charging capability. The 10,000 ensures you will be able to charge your camera at least once, as well as refuel some of your other devices. And this is great because we all carry around a ton of electronic devices with us now. And if you're like me, you're using your camera and your cell phone fairly continuously. You've got your headlamp on that you need charged as you're going. Heck, you might have your GoPro running at the same time. There are just all sorts of devices that we need powered constantly. So one of the downsides to these bigger power banks, because 10,000 milliamp hour power banks are pretty big and they get way bigger. You can get 25, 30,000 hour ones too, and they're fantastic, but they take up a lot of size and weight. It's because the more charge they offer, the bigger they get and the longer they take to fully recharge as well. So a small power bank might only take an hour or so to recharge, whereas a 10,000 or 15,000 one could take up towards of nine hours with a micro USB charging system. Thankfully, most newer power banks offer USB-C charging as well, cutting charge times by about two thirds, meaning that nine, 10 hour charge time for the big power bank will get cut down to like three, three and a half hours, which is just remarkable. So if you're buying a new bank, Ensure provides the ability to charge through its USB-C port as it's much faster than micro USB. You will need the equivalent wall charger as well. This doesn't work if you're going USB-A, the standard USB size, to USB-C into your power bank. You still don't get that great charging capability. But if you get a USB-C to USB-C charging cable that you can plug into a wall outlet, you gain all the benefits of it charging significantly faster. So go and get that rechargeable power bank. Just sacrifice the size and weight going in your bag so that you can keep everything going throughout the entire long day while you're out on the road traveling. All right, going on to number three, a rechargeable headlamp. Going right alongside with number two, headlamps are a must-have in your photography kit. You should be up in the dark frequently, using your hands to shoot, carry gear, and get in and out of locations. Now, you will need your hands free, so get yourself a headlamp. Headlamps are the ones that literally are on a band that wrap around your forehead and sit on your forehead, giving you light all around you. Now, I've found some people resistant to them because they look funny, but come on, they are super practical, give you the use of your hands back rather than sticking a flashlight into them or like sticking a flashlight into your mouth, which come on, that is so unsanitary, people. What have we learned in the last year? Don't be doing that if you can avoid it. And they make a great way to help light your scene or your subject, give them a nice huge light beam coming off their forehead. It's a great photography piece as well. Now, headlamps have been around for years, but for the most part, they've been running off of AAA or AA batteries for the last few years. Thankfully, there's a newer style of them that features a rechargeable lithium-ion battery in them rather than those AAAs. Now, my favorite part of this is not needing to hunt for AAA batteries while you are traveling or worrying if you'll be able to get some somewhere in the world. This is because all you need with a headlamp that plugs in is just 
plug in at your accommodation or use that lithium ion power bank you should be carrying with you. Side benefit, getting a rechargeable one also reduces the amount of waste you create and possibly needing to carry back out of somewhere, which is just another awesome bonus. One of my favorite rechargeable headlamps is the BioLite 330 headlamp. It's tiny, sits nicely on your head, and has an outstanding balance of features with size and weight. My favorite part of this headlamp is the way it sits on my head. Most headlamps feel like they're pulling you forwards with their weight. This one balances the weight in the front and the back of your head, keeping your head balanced better. And not constantly feeling like you're fighting to keep your head upright and doing that head bob thing because of your headlamp being there. There are brighter headlamps, more durable ones, and smaller ones on the market. But still to me, this headlamp is a happy medium point for all of those features. As it's fairly bright, fairly small, fairly light, it does everything fairly well. And it's really comfortable while running, hiking, or just puttering around the hostel early in the morning. Now, the other rechargeable headlamp that I love is the Black Diamond Spot 350. This is a much brighter headlamp than the BioLite and has a longer burn time as well, meaning you can get more out of it in one charge, but it's a bit bigger and bulkier. And it sits with all the weight in the front, which is one of my big issues with a lot of headlamps, as they just can be uncomfortable to hold on to. So take a look at both of these or any of the other rechargeable ones that you're interested in and decide for yourself. But go and get a rechargeable headlamp for your travel bag to go right alongside that power bank. All right, number four, waterproof notepad and pencil. This is a bit old school, but honestly, one of my favorite travel items, a waterproof notebook and a pencil to write in it. Way too often, I find myself wanting to sketch the idea for a shot, plan a location, write some notes out, or just draw something that looks pretty. And I would much rather do all of that not on my phone. I spend so much time with screens in front of me that when I want to buckle down and create something, I don't want to be doing it with yet another screen. And I just find drawing way easier on paper than trying to do it with my finger on my phone and I'm not going to carry around a tablet with me to do this kind of work while I'm traveling. So, waterproof sketchbook. Now, I use waterproof ones specifically for travel because you can write notes no matter where you are and they will be safe. I've used these on canoes in the ocean in the middle of a rainstorm, and my notes were all safe and happy. They are a bit more expensive than a regular notebook, but not needing to worry about getting rain or splashes on the pages while working is worth it, and that way you won't suddenly lose a sketch or lose something you needed to remember because the notebook got wet and the ink has been running. That doesn't happen. My favorites are the pocket-sized notebooks from Write in the Rain, R-I-T-E, in the Rain. The paper quality feels good, it's nice to write on, and they just slip into any pocket almost unnoticed. I tend to keep one just in a side pocket when I'm out just wandering around so I can write down a few things or sketch something as I see them. The Expedition Notebook from Field Guides is another personal favorite with durable pages and beautiful designs. Now, they are a much more aesthetically pleasing book than Write in the Rain, but they can be a little bit more expensive as well. So go and look at both and decide what is more important to you. All right, going on to number five, a packable towel. Never go anywhere without a small towel while traveling. I feel like I am quoting the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, but it is so true. They are helpful no matter the season and won't add anything noticeable to your bag size if you get the right one, but they make a huge difference when you need one. I love having these while traveling because you never know when you're going to want to just Jump into the ocean for a quick dip, rinse your feet off in a nearby river, or a sudden shower soaks your gear and you need to dry it off. 
Just make sure the towel you get packs small, but it's at least the size of a hand towel when pulled out, as that's really about the only usable size to dry yourself off or any bigger pieces of equipment, and that it's made of a high wicking material that dries really quickly. This is really important because you don't want to be putting a soaking wet towel back into your bag if you can avoid it. And of course, when you get back to your hostel, tent, wherever it is that you're staying, definitely take that towel out and hang it up somewhere so it dries out and it's ready to go for the next day. All right, and going on to number six, the rocket blower. This is the one piece of dedicated photography gear I'll mention here. Everything else I've suggested to you can have multiple uses to it but the rocket blower is really only good for one thing. This is the standard for cleaning dust and debris off of your camera and lenses. It blows clean air to eliminate dust from sensitive or hard to reach surfaces, such as those on lenses, cameras, and filters. Now you really need this if you are out and about frequently anywhere, but especially if you are off the beaten path. Use this blower to get things off your lenses before cleaning the front element, and this is hugely important because if you have any grains of sand or anything on that front element when you start cleaning it with a microfiber cloth, you can actually grind that sand into the lens and do a lot of damage. You can also get dirt out of the lens mount before switching it out, which is also really important because you don't want dust falling into the inside of the camera if you can avoid it. And I even use it all the time to get the dirt out from around the eyepiece and just make it much nicer for me to put my eye up against. Really, anywhere that dust may accumulate, I use the rocket blower. And the best thing about them, honestly, to me, besides the fact that they work incredibly well, is that they are cheap and small and can tuck into most pockets of any bag. Now, my goal with these six items is to get you thinking about what you need for travel photography. So today I suggested to you the rocket blower, a packable towel, a waterproof notepad and pencil, a rechargeable headlamp, a lithium ion rechargeable power bank, and a collapsible water bottle. These are six things that I really can't travel without. But there's obviously a ton of other gear and accessories that are going to just be dependent to you and they're going to be dependent to the job you're doing and where you're going and all sorts of other factors. But I kind of feel like these six things are things you need with you no matter what place you are headed to. Obviously alongside your camera equipment and everything else that's just remarkable and awesome. And... These are six things that I take with me no matter where I'm going when I travel, and I think if you don't have them already, they will make a massive difference in your travel photography as well. Now, do you have things you love to take with you traveling, or that random accessory that just makes all the difference in the world? Let me know. I love hearing what other people have and what they are using. Now, you can get a hold of me on Insta at Robert Massey Photography, and you can find the show notes for this episode online at robertmasseyphotography.ca. Please drop me a line on Instagram. I would love to hear from you and chat with you and just all in all get to know you a bit better. So let's talk about photography. Thank you so much for tuning in today. Make sure to send me that message. And now that things are starting to open up again here, I am really looking forward to getting on the open road. Hopefully I get to meet a few of you somewhere along the way here so we can chat in person and not just online. But until then definitely keep talking to me that way. Thank you so much for listening today. Doing this never gets old and I love the conversations it has inspired with other creatives. So let's keep talking. Let's keep doing this together. Thanks for listening. Let's adventure. Bye for now.